You know, we're talking about a heart established in grace. If you want to know how to live in grace, I'm going to share with you how I do it. Tune into today's broadcast. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Hey, I want to say a big hello to you today on this day's broadcast of Wisdom for Living. Uh, man, it's just great to have you with us. It's great to, that you've taken the time to invest in yourself and learn about the Word of God, learn about the good things that God has for you. Uh, we're committed to help you to grow in wisdom. We're committed to help you to grow in Christ-like and Christ-likeness and maturity, and we're committed to help you to grow in God's grace. And that's what we've been we've been talking about in this week's broadcast. Uh, we've been talking about a heart that's established in grace, and that's our desire. That's God's desire. It's not just that you understand grace from a cerebral or logical or mental uh, level, but that it that it really become part of your heart. And, you know, we've, we've been uh, sharing uh, principles that I believe are just gonna be uh, life transformational for you because they've been that way for, for me. They've been that way for my wife and so many people that we've uh, ministered to. So I wanna tell you a funny. Uh, this is called a country beauty contest. My grandpa, and, and a couple of other funnies. My grandpa uh, heard that most automobile accidents happen within 25 miles from home, so he moved. <laughs> My hometown is an ugly little town. We had a beauty contest last year and nobody won. <laughs> That's After a jailbreak last night, the sheriff yelled at his deputy. How could you let the prisoner escape? Didn't you hear me instruct you to guard all the exits? The deputy replied, Yes, sir, but he must have slipped through one of the entrances. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Praise God. So if you have your Bibles there, let's look at Hebrews chapter 13 again in verse 9. This is a foundation for this series. It says, Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace. And that's what we're after here in, the, in these broadcasts, is to help your heart be established in grace, more than just uh, receive a mental understanding of grace and then just go on down the road and say, yeah, I know, I know about that, I've heard that before. No, but here's my question to you. Uh, is, is your heart established in grace? Is this something you, that you live by? Is this, is this the way you live? Uh, is, is your under, does your understanding of grace cause you to be more gracious with people? And the bottom line, guys, is we, we need to be manifesting Jesus to a lost and dying world. People cannot hear what we're saying many times for the way we're treating other people, for what we're doing, the way we're, the way we're uh, condescending to people and, and not valuing people. Uh, listen, whatever platform of influence 
that God has given you, and I'm speaking to a business person right now, God's given you a platform of influence in that business, and, but He's brought people into, into your stewardship. He's brought people into your care. How are you stewarding those people? How are you, uh, how are you managing those people? How are you imparting to those people? You know, you don't even have to preach the Word to them if you live the Word before them. And how are you going to do that if your heart's not established in grace? And so I, I encourage you, uh, go back and, uh, and to my website, uh, on gregmore.com, and you can check out the last couple broadcasts of Grace, and so you can pick up where, where we are today if you haven't, if you missed those. And if you haven't, maybe you want to go back and watch them again because th this is powerful. This is powerful. These are powerful principles that, that will help you manifest Jesus. In fact, the context for uh, Hebrews 13.9 is Hebrews 13.8. It says in verse 9, he said, Don't be carried away with strange doctrines, but it's good that the heart be established by grace. But then verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want to learn how to walk in grace, my brother and sister, watch Jesus. And he didn't just walk in grace, he walked in grace and truth. And I shared in uh, yesterday's broadcast about the woman that was caught in adultery. Um, you know, that the Pharisees brought her, they only brought her, they didn't bring the person that she was caught in adultery with, so it must have been one of their buddies that they put up to uh, seducing her, and then they brought her to condemn her. They were doing that to test Jesus. And he was, he was faced with a dilemma of whether to uh, obey, whether to follow the law or, uh, or whether to allow mercy to, to rule and reign without breaking the law. And so the way he, the way he dealt with that, he was, he, Jesus, who was full of grace and truth, the way, he, the way he dealt with that was that he asked the question, where are your accusers of yours? He asked them, he told them, those of, of you without sin, cast the first stone at her. So what he was doing was bringing them under the microscope of the law, which if you, if you, really, if, if you realize what the law requires, it's impossible for any of us uh, to live perfectly under the law in our own strength, and, and the Pharisees couldn't do it. And so he said, look, if, you, if you, any of you are without sin, you go ahead and cast the first stone at her. And of course they weren't. And so then he, he asked the woman, he said, where are those accusers of yours? Has, has none condemned you? And Satan is the accuser of the brethren, not Jesus. And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So here's a great example of grace and truth, the balance of grace and truth. Jesus forgave her sins, but then He gave her power to go and sin no more. And that's, that's, the, that, that's the wonder of, of grace. That's the miracle of, of God's grace. He doesn't, doesn't just ask us to do something from His Word. He gives us the power to do it. Whenever He, whenever he gives you a, a command or He gives you an assignment or He tells you to do something like some of the examples I've shared about overcoming evil with good. 
uh, with your sandpaper person, then you're go he's going to give you the ability to do that. He, he, he's going to give you, the, His grace is His enabling ability to do what you can't do on your own. And if you'll depend on Him and trust Him, God, God will help you to do that. And so Jesus is not confused about this issue of grace. And there's a lot of people today that are confused about it. They, they think grace is a license to, to sin. It's not at all. Grace is the power to overcome sin. And He's full. Jesus is full of grace and truth. And of His fullness, John 1, 16 and 17, of His fullness, we have all received when we received Jesus, grace for grace. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth through, through Jesus Christ. So notice that the revelation of truth is associated with grace, but not the law. The revelation of the truth is associated with grace, but, but not the law. And we gave you an example of that with a woman uh, you know, caught in adultery. Uh, grace doesn't help you be less holy. It causes you to be more, more holy. And our hearts established in grace also means that we, that we uh, look at and, and we value the truth. We don't, un, we don't devalue the truth. We value the truth. And it's living by and depending on what He has done, though, not what I'm doing. And, you know, Jesus uh, said that he, didn't, he came into the world not to condemn the world, John 3, 17, but that the world through Him might be saved. And so, my brother and sister, I'm telling you, you have the ability to manifest Jesus in a dark world. And, you know, the disciples, uh, James and John, in, in Luke 9, 54 and 50 through 56, and when his disciples, James and John, saw that the Samaritans wouldn't let him come into their, into their area, he said, you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just like Elijah did? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. He didn't rebuke the Samaritans, that rejected him, he rebuked his own disciples who were who were trying to use uh, the Old Testament to to call fire down on people. He said, "You don't know what manner of spirit you're of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them." Listen, guys, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the more we follow Jesus, the more we'll we'll walk in full of grace and truth, and our hearts will be established by grace. So let me, let me just kind of give you a Cliff Notes version of, of how I live in grace. Um, my wife and I pastored for 27 years. We've been in ministry over 40 years. And this has been something we've walked in uh, now for you know, a lot of years, over 40 years. And um, I, I live, first of all, in complete dependence upon Him. And, and I'm not saying I do that perfectly. I'm just telling you every day, uh, in order for my heart to be established in grace, I have to depend on Him instead of myself. I don't live by depending on what I know or leaning to my own understanding. Uh, you know, and I know some things. You know, I know some verses in the Bible. But in order to help people, 
I've got to have God. You're going to have to show me what the people need. Too many times what happens is we get, we get a little bit of knowledge and then we take that and we, and we blast people with that knowledge like a fire hose and, and it doesn't help them at all. What we need to do is sprinkle people with truth. Listen to, listen to the Lord. By His grace, He will show you what part of His Word that people need. Whenever you're counseling people or, or, or helping people with the Word or praying for people, Listen to the Holy Spirit and He'll draw up by His grace what people need at that time, exactly what they need. He'll help you to speak the truth in love. Uh, knowledge by itself puffs up, but love builds up. And you can't bless people that you're trying to impress with all the knowledge you have. That's not grace, my brother and sister. In fact, that's law. That's legalism. The key... Uh, this, is, this is a quote by Jack Hayford, who was a mentor of mine. Uh, the key to my success, he said, is staying childlike with God. That means dependent, not childish, but childlike with God, depending on God, and teachable with men. And that's powerful. If you want to draw on God's grace, stay, make that part of your life. I stay childlike with God, dependent upon God, and teachable with men. As I remain dependent upon Him, I draw on His strength and wisdom and everything I need to help people. If your prayer is like mine, every day Janice and I are praying, God, make us a blessing today. Whether it's with one person or whether it's you know a crowd of 10,000, God, make you know what they need. And I'm drawing on you. I'm depending on you. And as you do that, you're going to live in grace. You're gonna, your heart's going to become established in grace. If you'll live a life of dependence upon Him and trust in Him. Listen, you know if you're dependent on yourself because you're going to get all stressed out. You're going to, get, you're going to, you're going to lose peace. You're going to be, your heart's going to be full of anxiety. That, that's not a condemnation. That's just a realization. If you're stressing out over something, it's because you're not dependent on God. You're not trusting in Him. Man, I, man, I've got lots of examples uh, about this, but um, I was uh, on the I, w I was a staff person at Andrew Womack Ministries in Karis Bible College, um, in in uh, or about ten or eleven years ago. Uh, I'm, I'm still uh, on on staff there today, and um, but I was a staff person, and and they and I, I became the dean of education. And uh, after I, I began to teach and, and then uh, did more courses and then they asked me to become the dean of education, it was a new position. And I didn't even know what a dean did. And I had, what I had to do was I found out from different deans what they did and, and, uh, and tried to learn best practices. But the bottom line is I had to lean, in, I had to lean into deaning grace. <laughs> I just had to learn to lean into Him. I had to learn to depend on Him when I didn't even know what, how to do that. And then I got, just got comfortable deaning. <laughs> I just got comfortable with learning what, what a dean of education did. In fact, I started enjoying it because I, uh, and that's what God taught me to do is just, just lean into my grace, son, and I'll help, you to, I'll help you to do this. And then they asked me to become 
my boss got promoted um, and then they asked me to become the director of Karis Bible College, which was, you know, a huge responsibility. And I really didn't feel adequate for that. I really didn't feel like that that was something that, um, you know, that I was uh, fully gifted to do. But, you know, God's never asked me to do anything I felt adequate to do. And so I just said, all right, well, you know, uh, the, my boss was a really good manager and, and I'm more of a people person. And so I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to, if, if they, I, I said, are you guys, do you guys sure you prayed about this and you want me to do this? And they said, yeah. And so I just said, all right, the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to lean into God's grace. I'm going to lean into my dependence upon the Lord because it was a bigger responsibility. There were more uh, meetings and there were more uh, people that I oversaw. And, and uh, so I had, to, I had to lean into God's grace. And I made the decision, I'm not going to leave God's peace to do this. And guys, this is how, this is how I live in grace. I'm not going to leave, the way I can tell I'm living in grace and with my heart being established in grace is do I have peace? If I start leaving peace, if if I start losing peace, then you know I, it means that I've begun to depend on myself. And sometimes depending on myself isn't just depending on my own ability. It's looking at my inability, and then and then judging that I'm going to fail. And so then I really get stressed out. Because, you know, we men, we don't like to fail, do we? <laughs> because we don't want the shame that's associated with it. And so I just, I just made the decision. You know, all right, if, if, you, if you all feel this is, uh, you know, I'm the right person for this job, then I'm not going to be, uh, my boss's name was Gary. I said, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the manager here. He, he was just a great manager. And uh, I'm not saying I, I didn't know how to manage people, but he was, he was very good with, uh, administratively, but also he was good with people. And I, you know, I just, I said, I, don't, I can't do the job like he did. But you know what? If you feel like I'm, I'm supposed to do this, then Lord, I'm going to depend on you. I'm not going to try to be Gary. See, if you start to compare yourself with somebody else, then you're really depending on them or you're dependent on yourself and you see yourself as not able to do what they do and then you, and you shoot yourself in the foot. You're, you, you leave grace. And I just made the decision, okay, if that, all right, if I prayed about it and I felt like I was supposed to do it, all right, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it by leaning into your grace, Lord. I'm gonna depend on you. I'm gonna trust in you. And I'm not going to leave your peace. I'm not going to leave peace to do this job. I just made that decision. I'm not. I refuse to leave peace to do this job. And you know, someone's watching today, and you're stressing on the job, and you're actually living a performance-based. You're trying to do that job in a performance-based way. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15:10, "I labor more abundantly than you all." but I do it by grace. In other words, I do it by depending on the Lord. And if you're comparing yourself with someone else or you're just looking at your ability 
and you're feeling inadequate. I've never, God's never asked me to do anything one time I've ever felt adequate to do. So I, I just made the decision and, and, and you can do that today. And you know what? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a renewed focus of commitment on this job. I'm going to do the best job that I can. In fact, I'm the best person that they could have right now. I'm not the best that's ever been or the best that ever will be. But because I'm in this position, I'm going to do it by grace and I'm not going to leave peace to do it. Guys, you can do this and you can be successful and you can do an excellent job. Grace is not, is not a perfection, but you can do it with excellence by depending on the Lord and by depending on His grace. And you know, I did that job for five years and man, I did a good job, but I did it by depending on Him. And I'm not saying there weren't times that I lost peace or, there, there, or that there weren't times that I let stress uh, myself stress, but I'm overall, I did that job in God's peace and, and you can too, you can do that. Then the second thing about the way I, I live in grace is I act in a redemptive manner toward people. I don't look at people at what, as, that work for me as what they can do for me. Uh, and, and I look at them as how, how can I help them? How can I bless them? I always keep an eye to restore like Jesus did. You know, he told us to have our hearts established in grace and it's in the context of Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So. I can look at Jesus and say, all right, Lord, how would you treat this person? And, and he approached that woman with the, uh, caught in adultery in a redemptive manner. He approached her, her situation with a, with a goal and an aim to restore. And we need to keep Jesus' mission, our mission. You know, and his mission was to heal the brokenhearted and, and uh bring liberty to the captives and, and, and to heal the, those that are bruised and are, and are broken in Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19. And I, I determined, guys, to, to uh, help people to use whatever position or platform God's given me to help people achieve their new creation potential, to see past their mistakes or their inabilities and, and, and to call forth the, and mine out uh, the, the grace of God that's on the inside of them. And you have the ability to do this. If God has been gracious to you and helped you when you didn't feel that you were adequate, then you know what? You can impart that same grace to other people by approaching them in a redemptive manner. Jesus had a redemptive view toward the woman caught in adultery. Uh, you know, when you, when you think about the story of the prodigal and, and, the, and the father in that story, he never gave up on his, on his son. And, he, and even though his son rejected him, his younger son rejected him and, and went off and, and lived a lifestyle, you know, that was contrary to what his father wanted for him, the, the father always had an eye constantly scanning the horizon for the return of his son. He had a redemptive view, even though his son was living in sin. Listen, someone's watching and you've got a prodigal. Don't give up on that prodigal. 
They, they may be living a, a, a terrible lifestyle, but listen, you first of all a, a receive God's grace to have a redemptive view toward them and speak the word over them that they're taught of the Lord and great is their peace, Isaiah 54, 13, and, and that Proverbs 6, 22, that when they roam, the word is gonna lead them. When they sleep, the word is gonna keep them. And when they awake, the word is gonna speak to them. And then 1 Corinthians uh, 3, verse five, God sends laborers to every man, uh, ministers to every man whereby they might believe. Uh, believe the word over that, over that prodigal son or daughter. In fact, we pray right now and call them out of darkness. We call them into the light. And Father, we pray your word's going to be speaking to them. Your word's going to be ministering to them. Father, we, we pray laborers be sent into their lives that will speak the truth in love to them. And Father, give us a redemptive view toward people that we work with, toward people that are even difficult in our lives. Give us your view toward that person in Jesus' name. Help us to live in grace and manifest Jesus in every place. Man, it has been great to be with you. I know God's doing a great work in your life. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wisdom for Living. Today's teaching, A Heart Established in Grace, is available in a 10-disc CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. You know, in today's broadcast, we've been talking about establishing your heart in grace. Part of the grace that God's made available to you is He's abounded toward you in all wisdom. He's been made unto you wisdom. I encourage you to go online, gregmore.com, pick up a copy or maybe a couple of copies of my new book, Walking in Wisdom. Man, it will bless you and will help you access more grace in your life. Discover how to unlock the hidden wisdom of God and make good decisions for your life when you read Greg's brand new book, Walking in Wisdom. In this book, you will learn practical steps to help you reap the benefits of godly wisdom as Pastor Greg shares from over 40 years of walking out biblical truths and principles. Get your copy of Greg's new book by going to gregmore.com today. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. He has crowned your year with goodness. He's crowned your year with goodness. Man, the favor of God and the goodness of God is yours, my brother and sister, this year. And if anybody's gonna receive blessing and favor, it's you because you belong to the Lord, you're the righteous. And if you're gonna walk in grace, you need to start realizing the way you walk in grace is, re is realize, man, I'm favored. 
I'm, man, I am, I am the blessed. If anybody's going to, get a, going, to, going to get a good deal, it's me. If anyone's going to receive a good deal from someone, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to, uh, you know, get, get some benefit or, or some blessing, it's going to be me. And if, if I see my friend or my brother or sister, then they get some blessing, I just want to thank God because I'm in the same line. The favor of God is on your life. The favor of God is on your life. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.